Hello, I'm Dan Jones, and I have the great privilege of sharing thoughts with you from God's Word. The way I understand God's Word has certainly come through direct study and meditation, through the teaching of godly ministers I've heard in my life, and through the way God has led me in my life. One of the most powerful influences on me and how I perceive God and the Bible was my father, Robert Jones. My dad was the godliest man I ever knew, although he wouldn't have thought of himself that way. If you think you're so great and wonderful, God won't be able to use you. But God certainly used Robert. When I was growing up as a kid, he worked for an asphalt paving company in Memphis. My dad could understand things mechanical, and he started from the bottom of that company and ended up in charge of keeping five asphalt plants running along with a lot of other equipment. The year I graduated from high school, he went back into the ministry. He had been a minister before I was born and returned to full-time Christian work in 1973 at a large church in Memphis where he joined the staff as minister of pastoral care. He made many hospital visits, many nursing home visits, and whatever other visits that needed to be made. And he taught a Sunday school class that was at least five times bigger than the church where I serve now. When he retired, they had a special service to honor him. They had already named Dad's successor, a wonderful man named Jim Whitney. Jim and his wife were in my dad's hospital room with us the night he died. Jim was a great guy and did a great job in that church. I've told you all this to tell you something that was said at Dad's farewell service. The pastor who had brought him on board, who was then himself retired, was something of a legend in that denomination. He pastored that church for 37 years, I think it was. But they had him get up and say a few words about my dad. He said, Robert Jones was the greatest pastoral care pastor in the world. Wow. Now, as the son of Robert Jones, that made me proud, but I couldn't help but think about poor Jim Whitney sitting there. I imagined him thinking, good grief, I've got to follow the greatest pastoral care pastor in the world. Bummer. Well, Jim did a tremendous job in that role. But whenever I think of all this, I think of a fellow in the Bible who also <clears throat> had a tough act to follow. The man whom God used to deliver Israel from the slavery of Egypt was Moses. When he died, the Bible says, And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, none like him, for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh, and to all his servants, and to all his land, and for all the mighty power, and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. And then they looked over at Joshua and said, you're up next. How would you like to follow a guy like Moses? I mean, this man, Moses, was pretty special. 
Later on, he got to appear glorified on the mountain with the gloriously transfigured Jesus Christ. And if that weren't enough, the book of Revelation tells us that forever and ever we will sing the song of Moses and the Lamb. Think about that for a minute. Talk about honor. Moses had it. And Joshua had to take over for this titan. So what we read in the first chapter of the book of Joshua is not surprising. God addresses Joshua in that opening chapter with great frankness, as God usually does. He said to him, Moses, my servant, is dead. That's what Joshua needed to be reminded of. Israel had relied on Moses for 40 years, but that was over. Moses was dead. It was a new day. So what does God say next? He says, Joshua, get up and get going. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. God was telling Joshua that the death of the great man Moses didn't change the promises and the plan of God one bit. God had promised to give the descendants of Abraham, his friend, the land of Canaan, and that was going to happen. It didn't depend on the human strength and ability of any man, but on the unbreakable promises of Almighty God. So get up, Joshua. I'm going to be with you, just like I was with Moses. Moses was very human. He was not perfect, but God was with him. Moses believed God, and so God did mighty works through him. The same will be true for you, Joshua, except, aha, I knew there was a caveat coming here somewhere. He says, except, be strong and very courageous. Now, God doesn't say that once. He says it three times in the space of four verses. Apparently, Joshua needed to hear that. If I had to take over for a guy like Moses, I'd need to hear it repeated too. Be strong. Be courageous. You've got some battles ahead, Joshua. There's giants out there. Like Margaret Thatcher said, to the other European leaders when they were facing down the Soviet Union, don't go wobbly on me. My friend, are you strong and courageous right now? Not so much, you say? Well, that's why I'm talking to you here. You can be strong and courageous, not in your own strength, but as Paul said in that classic warfare passage in Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. How do you do that? Well, God shared a secret with Joshua that is just as powerful for us today as it was for him when he was preparing to cross the Jordan. Listen to what he said. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then 
you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. My friend, you need to soak and marinate your soul every day in the Word of God. It's your only hope. Can I say something sort of direct right now? Do you promise you won't get your feelings hurt? Okay. There are a lot of voices right now that Christian people are listening to that are not helpful. There are people that are so-called prophets, and many are hanging on to their words, and I'm afraid they are a big distraction for us. I'm not going to go into that more. In a positive sense, I want to say this. God has given us everything we need in His holy word. Here's a prophecy for you. The guy that made this prophecy is not on YouTube. He's actually at the right hand of God. Here's what he said. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That prophecy came true for those first disciples. They were indeed clothed with power from on high, and they went out from Jerusalem and turned their world upside down. They did it because they simply believed and obeyed our captain, the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as God told Joshua to take the land of Canaan, God has told us to take this world for Jesus Christ. Let us be strong and very courageous. And let us remember this commission from the Master. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That is still our mandate from Jesus Christ, the one who poured out his blood to redeem us from our sin. It doesn't matter who is holding political power in these decaying worldly kingdoms. You and I are subjects of an internal kingdom, a kingdom that cannot be shaken, that is built on the rock of ages, the Lord Jesus Christ. Shake it off. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, and go forth as Jesus has commanded us, and proclaim his gospel without fear. Make disciples of all nations. That power from on high, the power of the Holy Spirit, is just as unstoppable as it was on the day of Pentecost. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Dear Father God in heaven, we come to you in the name of our Captain, our Lord, our Master, Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father God, that you will give us the strength and the courage, Lord, and the power of the Holy Spirit that we need in this hour to go forth and do what Jesus said, and that is to make disciples of all nations, to teach them to observe everything that Jesus has commanded us. 
Lord Jesus, strengthen us today. Strengthen and encourage those listening to this message. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. My dear friend, thank you so much for listening uh, to my little talks. And and I do pray, Lord, I, I just believe that this message is so needed. And uh, I have to tell you, I sometimes suffer from a lack of, uh, I guess you'd say, self-confidence. But uh, I, I'm convinced that this message is from God and that Christians need to hear it now. So would you please share this with somebody? Just share the link for this talk with a person that that possibly I don't know and have no access to, but you do. So please share it with some other folks that they might be encouraged. And if you want to get a hold of me, email me at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.